in the house of the Lord. So let's kick off this new year and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because He is worthy. So put your hands together. Let's go. Your heart, it loves with no condition. I'm invited into freedom, forgiven, wider than the snow. There's a living fountain, I know, with grace and mercy Good to be back in the house of the Lord. Look at your neighbor say, I'm glad you're here. 
I'm glad you're here. You can grab a seat. You can grab a seat. Y'all look good. You made it to 2023. How many of you excited for a new year? Well, we just want to say welcome to Dothan First, and if this is your first time, or maybe you've been here with us before, maybe you're watching online for the first time, we want to say welcome. Dothan First, can we give it up for our guests? So honored that you're in the building. And if you're here and uh, you are one, you fit into that category, we want to invite you to do a number of things. One, you can text D1TEXT to 84576. You can take your phone out in church. That's okay. You can uh, scan the QR code on the screen, or you can grab the Connect card from the pew in front of you. Please fill that out with as much information as you don't mind us having. We want to connect with you. We want to follow up with you. We want to know about what God is doing in your life. But more importantly, if you are a guest, we ask that after service, uh, as you exit, you can place that Connect card in the giving box. They are located in the back of the room, or you can go to our guest reception and meet our pastors. But we want we would encourage you to meet our pastors because they're amazing. But not only that, they would love to make a personal connection with you. So please do that. But Dothan first, can we please make some noise for our first time guests this morning? Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. And as you text D1 text, we mentioned a number of categories on there, but you can do baptisms, child dedication, or grow track. And we want you specifically to do grow track because this Wednesday, somebody say this Wednesday, we are starting Grow Track. That is not just our pathway to membership. That is your pathway to ministry. We want you to be involved. We want you to get involved. So please show up to Grow Track this Wednesday. Please sign up. We would love for you to be in the building. And we're so excited about that. Also, next Sunday, we're starting prayer and fasting on January the 8th. And you may not be excited about prayer and fasting, but I am for a number of reasons. There are many benefits to it, but I'm believing that 2023 is going to be special. And we're telling you that, yeah, give it up for that. Because I believe that's the level of anticipation that we have to have, that we're believing for great things. I believe God is getting ready to do something special in our church, in our city, in your families. So I wanna encourage you, you got seven days to prepare. Now, for those of you that are hyper-spiritual or super-spiritual, then you're going to say, I'm going to fast 40 days and 40 nights. I'm not going to eat any food. Uh, you need to start now. Go ahead and take, like, miss some meals here and there. Find, ask God during the seven days to pray about what's that thing you want to give up and spend intentional time and prayer. And then on Sunday, January the 22nd, that night, we're going to finish off our 14 days of prayer and fasting with a night of worship. We're going to end it with an exclamation point, believing for all the things that God's going to do during that 14 days. So please uh, find out what that thing is that you're going to do as you're setting your New Year's goals, your New Year's resolutions. Find out what those things are. And then also we want to invite you to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're going to give you more details about the fast coming up. But also if you need some worship to find during this new year or just be informed of all the things that are going on, please utilize that. How many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's going to be a good day. Has the Lord blessed you? He blessed me last night. You almost died like three times. Go dogs! And uh, I'm so thankful that they made it back some way. But uh, we're beyond all that other stuff and all the jokes. Uh, I'm so glad God has been faithful. And now is the time where we get to give. How many are you excited that we get to give? We get to give. On the screen, you're going to see five ways to give. We would encourage you to do that because the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Those who give not out of compulsion, but out of joy. And at this time, I'm going to go ahead and ask our elders, your elders, to go ahead and go to their various stations of prayer. They're going to be under the exit sign on my left, your right, and on this side. And uh, during this time, as we get ready to go back into worship, I want to encourage you 
that if we're believing in this year, if we're believing for more, if we're believing for it, now is the best time to utilize these moments for healing, for God to touch your families, for God to touch your body, for God to touch your finances, whatever that looks like. I want to encourage you to find one of these elders and let them pray a prayer of faith with you in belief that they're going to, that God is going to do something mighty in your family, in your life, and in this year. So I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, if you'll go ahead and stand as we get ready to go back into worship as you're preparing to give. And we're just going to believe for God to do more. Amen? Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you so, so much for what you're doing, for what you're doing in us, for what you're doing in this city, for what you're doing in families, for what you're doing right here in Dothan First. Father, we're believing not only that 2023 will be special, but today in particular, we're believing for lives to be changed, for bodies to be healed, for depression to leave, for anxiety to leave, for fear to leave. And as we give all we can give back to you, Father, we ask that you inhabit the praises of your people, that you fulfill your word, and we're going to give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's worship together.
some of us in here today who have been um, come into agreement with disappointment or hopelessness. There's situations in our lives that we feel like this is just how it is. This is how it's going to be. And we've forgotten to, to pray. We've forgotten to have hope and trust and faith. And I want to remind you today that that's what he's there for. That's why he came, to set us free, to give us hope, to give us strength. So today, whatever that, that hopeless situation in your life may be, I just want us all to close our eyes and sing that chorus again and believe for it over our situation.
Every great move of God. What happened just prior to that is a time of consecration. You see it all throughout the scriptures that God would call them to a, a holy consecration, a fast, or a time of reflection so that they would be prepared for the next step of the journey. And I believe that God has some great next steps of the journey in 2023. I believe that the greatest days of the church are yet to come. But I also believe that it's incumbent upon the people of God to begin with holy consecration, with prayer, with a reminder of the price that was paid. And so today I'm gonna invite each one of you to take out these communion elements. And matter of fact, I'm gonna also have uh, our ushers, if you'd make your way toward the front and uh, just see if there's anyone that did not receive, you can go ahead and just wave at them. If, if uh, as they're walking by, just wave at them, let them know if you did not receive, and we'll be glad to get those communion elements into your hands. So go ahead, if you see anybody, just wave them down. Just want to make sure that all have received. And if you would, go ahead and peel back the... the uh, the, the cup that has the bread in it. You don't want to peel the first one first. Or everything's going to fall out. Take out the bread if you would. And on this first day of 2023, this bread represents the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. That on the night that he was betrayed, the Bible says he took the bread, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And he says, take it, and as you do, do it in remembrance of me, Jesus says. But today, this bread also, it, it, it's a recognition not just of a broken body, but his body was broken so ours could be healed. And so today, as we prepare to receive this bread, I'm believing God for healing in 2023. I'm believing God for miraculous healings to take place here at, at Dothan First in 2023. And, and right now I'm going to uh, just say to, to Don Gulledge who's watching, I'm believing as we take the bread, God's bringing healing to your body. I'm believing God for miracles to take place in your family and in your family lines. Those marriages that have been broken apart that either in this room or those watching online. I'm believing God for restoration. I want you to know that we believe that the healing power of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is still true. And what Jesus said he can do, he will do. And so today as we receive this bread by faith, I'm inviting you to partner with me to believe God for the miraculous. Let's receive this bread by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Now, if you would, if you just pull back the tab revealing the juice. Jesus, after they took the bread, he, he, he took the cup and he lifted it up. He said, this is my blood. It's the picture of a new covenant that every sin would be forgiven. That from this day forward, Jesus was saying, you don't have to walk in guilt and shame, but you can walk in freedom. So this is for every besetting sin. The Bible says every sin that so easily entangles us, we lay it aside, we cast it off. And it's with his blood that he paid the ultimate price so we can be healed and forgiven and changed for eternity. And today, before I take this cup, there are churches that Michelle and I are connected to and, and help oversee. And uh, I'm believing God, not just for this house and for growth and, and people to be set free in this house, but in every church plant that we're associated with and connected to. And so those who we're partnering with that I know watch us each week, I want you to know we're partnering with you. Today, uh, Pastors Bart and Lauren are back with us. And I know he's on, with the online campus right now helping, get, making sure that that's going well. But, but I want you to know we stand with Brave Church today, believing God for miracles that God spans the geographic distance and he puts us right next to you every Sunday. And we're believing God for greatness. So as we prepare to commune with one another, let's remember what Jesus Christ did for us. Let's take of this cup by faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you take a moment and celebrate his goodness, his mercy, his love? Can you thank him for his greatness? Can you partner with me in worshiping him today? Lord, we love you, we honor you, we adore you. King Jesus, we put you in the center of our universe. In 2023, we recognize your goodness and your mercy that carried us through 2022. But Lord, we thank you in advance for every good and perfect gift that's about to overtake us in 2023. And God, we, we partner with you for your truth and for your kingdom's advancement. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray it all. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, listen, before you're seated, I want you to uh, uh, just, uh, I've been using that word partnership over the past a few moments, and I just want to recognize that on your way in, next to the communion elements was an opportunity for partnership, and we're going to talk over the next few weeks about it, but I believe it's really important that I share it right now, that this partnership in, in ministry and in mission, that we are indeed individual kingdom builders. We're building a kingdom. Now, I just want you to know, it's not a kingdom with your name on it and my name on it. Matter of fact, it's not even with the, the name Dothan First on it. We are building the kingdom of Almighty God. Individually, we are brick builders. We take out those bricks and, and we place them strategically along the front lines to be able to win the lost, not just here in Dothan, but around the world in that partnership. And I'm asking you to pray about over these next few weeks what God would have you do in partnership and missions in 2023. And right now, I want you to just take a moment as we've consecrated ourselves before the Lord. 
I want you to take a moment and just prepare your hearts to consecrate that gift that you'd say, I'm partnering in 2023 to see the mission around the world, God's kingdom expanded. I want to be a kingdom builder in 2023. Can we pray that, Lord? We just consecrate both ourselves and everything we have to offer. It's yours. Lord, uh, every dollar we have is yours. It, it was given to, to us by you because every good and perfect gift comes from above. Lord, the talents, the gifts, the abilities that you've given us, the creativity, it's all yours. Our time, our investment. Lord, everything we have, it's yours. And so, Lord, we just consecrate it right now and we give it back to you. And we say, Lord, let us be a sacrifice of praise back to you. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we pray it all. Amen. 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 Well, can you do this? Can you turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to be a kingdom builder in 2023. And then you can go ahead and be seated. Go ahead and let them know right now. The new year is often a time of reflection. A chance to look back on the past 365 days and remember. Sometimes the memories bring a smile. And other times... They break our hearts. Chances are you've experienced a bit of both this past year. The new year is also a time to look ahead, to imagine what could be, to scan the horizon with expectation and seek God's guiding hand. It's a time to strive for better, to live louder, love stronger, and be more of who God has created us to be. It's an opportunity for new beginnings, a chance to start fresh, to pursue God with a renewed passion, and to press on with all our hearts. The truth is, God has been faithful this past year, and that faithfulness promises to carry us through the next. As the new year begins, may we remember this one simple truth. In Christ, we are a new creation, the old is gone, and the new has come. Amen. How many believe that? The old is gone. <laughs> Whatever you tried to drag into 2023 from 2022, it's gone. The old is gone. The new has come. And I pray that God gives you the strength and the vision to carry you into 2023. Well, would you grab your copy of God's Word and say this with me? Say, I am what God's Word says I am. I can do what God's Word said I can do. I can become all that God said I could be. So today, I'll hear God's Word, I'll receive God's Word, and I'll obey God's Word because I love His Word. All right, just give your neighbor a compliment, the neighbor that you didn't tell before. Just tell them they look nice on 2023. 2023 looks good on you. I'm telling you, you look good today. And um, look, I, I have to say, <clears throat> I was going to start out with some, you know, corny gym jokes, you know, gym membership type jokes. And, and then I, I thought better of it. And then I decided to do it anyway because I just wanted 2023 to be a fun year. We've had a couple of years that were really just some rough years. I'm just saying. So it's time to have some fun 
in 2023, and uh, I did hear this. <laughs> Why did the rooster keep going to the gym? He was going to work out his pecs. I mean, you know, that's just, that's a good one. Come on, that's a good one. <laughs> that's funny right there. Oh, you know, uh, Bubba decided he was going to get a gym membership this year. I don't know if you, you know about Bubba, but he decided he was going to get a gym membership this year. As a matter of fact, he went so far as to get a personal trainer. He paid for a gym membership and a personal trainer, and he got there so excited that, that uh, this guy was going to help him out. And so uh, he got into the gym and got with that personal trainer, and he got down on the barbells and uh, got on the bench and, and was like this. And and all of a sudden, he, he, he felt weight getting put on the sides. He heard clang, the clanging of the weights getting put on the sides. He said, what's going on here? So all of a sudden, the, the trainer lifts that barbell up, and he, he, he just gave him all the weight and said, push! Bubba was, he, he pushed. He was, but he was kind of getting frustrated that this trainer was hollering at him. And he put some more weight on, dropped that barbell on him, and just said, push! And but listen, by the third time he said push, he was yelling at him. He Bubba said, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm paying for this gym membership, right? Trainer said, yeah. He said, I'm paying for you, right? He's like, then how come I'm doing all the work? And this is the quintessential picture of Christianity in 2023. See, we, we need to move from conversion to discipleship. See, conversion is, that is our willful choice, our decision to accept the grace and mercy of God. It's not by, it's by faith that you've been saved, not by works so that nobody can boast about it, right? So everything about conversion is God's work. He did all the work. He sent his one and only son to die on a cruel cross, to take our sins, to take the payment of the penalty of our sins, and then to give us eternal life. And all we have to do is accept by faith. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's conversion and praise God for that. But can I just tell you, that's not the end of the story for a Christian. That is only the beginning. Those of you, how many are married in the room? Put up your hands. All right. Now, those of you that were married, most all of you, and maybe, maybe a few of you did not do it this way, but most all of you had vows. And, and you maybe in a church or in a venue, you walked down and maybe you stood before a minister and, and you recited vows to each other. And, and let, me just, let me just ask all of you married people, was that the, when you had those vows and you said your I do's and then you walked out of the church, was that the end of the work of the marriage or just the beginning of all the work in the marriage? And so it is with our decisions to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. That the Bible says we have to carry, take up our cross, our cross, and what? Follow him. And that following costs us something. I know that this is not the funnest conversation to have on the first day of 2023. But I just want you to know there is a sacrifice it costs you something to be a disciple. As a matter of fact, the root of discipleship is discipline. There is a disciplined life that is required in order to follow Christ. 
Here in this scripture, Philippians chapter 2, I just want to read four words. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 in this series called Believe for It. Here it is, Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. It says, work out. Everybody say work out. Turn to your neighbor, just (laughs) carefully tell them work out. (laughs) Work out your salvation. Work out means to put into practice, to to take action. Today, I want to talk to you about a message entitled, It's Time to Work Out. It's time to work out. I'm going to give you five ways we must work out. And by the way, I want to help you to grow in your faith uh, spiritually. And so that's why we have the grow track. Uh, The reason that we have the grow track is we want to help you to grow in your faith. And so a step after salvation and baptism, a good next step after that is the grow track. It's a good next step to help you grow in your faith. And so on Wednesday, the, the fourth, this coming Wednesday, and then two other Wednesdays preceding, we will have the grow track. And those of you who have all these years have said, you know what, one of these days... Come on, one of these days ends up being none of these days if you don't put it to practice. So you need to start out 2023 the right way, and this Wednesday, join with us and be a part of that grow track, helping you to find the divine design, the destiny God's laid out for you. All right, so here's how I want to help you to work out starting right here, right now. Because working out physically is great, but working out spiritually is eternal. Here it is, five ways we can work out. The first one is this, we need to evaluate ourselves. You got to evaluate yourself. That's the very first one. Write that down. Or you can follow along with us in our, in our notes if you've got the version app of the Bible. I encourage you to download that. But evaluate yourself. This means what? To examine something in order to judge its condition. This is called honest self-assessment. Look, at if you, if you can't be honest about where you are, you can never be who God wants you to be and go where God wants you to go and become all that God wants you to become. You got to start with ground zero. You got to start with where you are. Where are you spiritually? It's time for some self-assessment, self-evaluation. When we took communion just a few moments ago, one of the things that the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 is this the first two words of that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 is this examine yourselves he's talking about before you take the communion elements each time that you t- that you partake of the bread uh, representing his body and the blood or the juice of the lord you have to then first examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine 1 Corinthians 11:28 talks about that. It says each person must must examine himself. Make sure your motives are right. Be honest about it. Listen, some of us, we need to take time with the mirror, right? Uh, Everyone uh, of you probably in this room have seen commercials leading up to the new year, and you'll probably see a whole bunch more now that the new year has begun. You'll see a lot of commercials on weight loss, on diet pills, on exercise, on gym equipment. And you know what you're going to see? Two pictures, right? Two pictures before, and they're like. (laughs) And then 
after. Right? You're going to see before and after. And the reason that they do that is they want to show you the before so that you can properly identify where you're at. <laughs> to figure out where you're at. Look, if, if, if your belly button has turned into a belly chasm and you got so much lit you could knit a sweater out of that thing, let me tell you something. It's time to self-evaluate <laughs> and hit the gym. Well, so too, spiritually, where have we become spiritually soft? Where have we not allowed the Lord to grow our faith? The Bible says there's, it's time to be genuine about it. Take the magnifying glass out. Take the microscope out if you need to. Or some of us just need to look in the mirror and say, God, what things have you been asking me to do for years? And I've been so selfish or self-centered or have, have just gone my own way and I haven't allowed your Holy Spirit to dissect those areas that still need adjustment in my life. Those steps of faith that you're calling me to that I'm just choosing to avoid because I don't want to hear your voice. <laughs> and like that trainer in Bubba's ear, we expect God to do the work. We're, we're singing Jesus take the wheel all the time and he's trying to give us the wheel back and say, look, I'm allowing you, I gave you a free will to choose. I'm giving you a free will to choose where you go. You want proof? I can stand here and preach this message or I can walk out the door. I get to choose. God isn't forcing me to do it. I'm choosing to do it. And so it is with every decision we make before the Lord. The Bible says that those decisions will one day be put under scrutiny. So we would, I'd rather evaluate myself than have to wait for the Lord to evaluate me later. It's time to think about how we're responding. Galatians chapter 6 verse 5 says, we are each responsible for our own conduct. Everybody say your own conduct. And then it says, judge yourself. Judge yourself. Judge your own motives. Look, I, I know that sometimes we do things because we want to be seen. And even when we're doing good, sometimes it can be a bad result because our motives are wrong. So even judging our own motives, our attitudes, and then our behavior. Listen, all fall short of the glory of God, me included. Let me just tell you. And thank God, God doesn't operate from our history. He operates from our destiny. And God says he has all things have been made new. Thank God. How many thank God all things have been made new? 2022 is gone. Nothing you can do about it. Don't whine about it. Don't complain about it. Stop looking back. Look forward and work out your salvation. The second thing we need to do is equip ourselves. Number two, equip yourself. That means to prepare with the necessary training to succeed in life. 2 Timothy 2.15 says it like this, work hard. Everybody say work hard. And in some translations it says study to, so that you can present yourself to God to receive his approval. Be a good worker. Everybody say good worker. This is the second time it says, talks about work, okay? 
One who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. So what he's saying is study the word of God so that you can know it, so that you're not embarrassed when someone asks you about it. Uh, Can I just say, there is something both mechanical and strategic about daily Bible reading. Let me talk about the mechanical side. I get the mechanical side. You have to get up every morning or every, you know, before you go to bed in the evening or at lunch or whatever. You have to carve out that strategic time to make it happen because nobody's going to read. I can't read the Bible for you. That's something you have to do. That's the mechanical side. And that's why we encourage you to download the YouVersion app because there's uh, the Bible reading plan in an entire year. And I encourage you, start today. Read the Bible through in a year. Read the Word. It comes alive. It's the greatest story ever told. And it's not just a story. It's truly life-changing. And it's life-applicable. Take the time. That's the mechanical side. But then there's this life-giving side that if you just start reading it for mechanics like, yeah, I got to read this passage at this point at this time and, uh, you know, your mind is elsewhere, your phone's dinging while you're trying to listen to it or, or read it and you're not really paying attention, then it's really not doing the good that it ought to do. It's doing some good, but it's not doing all the good that it could do. But then... When you strategize and say, God, matter of fact, I invite you, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, invite him to explain to you what you're reading when you don't understand it. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is there to teach you to understand the word? And so I encourage you, take the time this year to read the Bible through in a year and let God's word change you from the inside out And like that old Sunday school song used to go, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Do you, anybody ever heard that song? Oh, we gotta, we gotta pull out that oldie. That's a goodie right there. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. One of my favorites, Ephesians chapter three, says it like this, verse 15. It says, God, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth, will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That's a good scripture right there. But it goes on to say, then, everybody say then. Then your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Then, it goes on to say, you will be made complete with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You need the power of God first, and then you'll be equipped to fulfill his purpose. So how how do you get equipped? Well, the Bible says... That he gave you fi- the five-fold gift, right? We talked about the gifts that are given at Christmas. But here's the five-fold gift that God gives to the local church. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he gave apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists for the equipping. Everybody say equipping. The equipping of the saints. That is a, a Greek word, and it's used Really only one time that I can find specifically in the scriptures in the New Testament. It's used only one time and for this purpose. The equipping, that Greek word literally means to bring uh, to a condition of health and fitness. It's my job, like 
with you being Bubba and me being the personal trainer. No, I hate to use that as the hypothetical example, but it's my job to encourage you while you're having the weight with the barbell to push. You can do it. You can make it. God's got this. God's got you. You can do it. It's time to shine. 2023, let, let God be all that he, he wants to be in your life. I, to motivate you, to encourage you, to challenge you, to train you. Everything I can do on a Sunday morning. But can I just tell you, I wish tomorrow morning I could get right next to your bed as your alarm's going off and say, come on, you can do it. But you know what? Unless you listen to this on replay, <laughs> that part's not my job. My, my greatest, and I could say it's a job, but it's, it's my greatest joy in life is to promote the goodness of God in you and to prompt you and promote the goodness of God by saying, you can do it. Don't give up. I know it gets tough. I know it gets difficult. I know there's challenges. I understand there are sacrifices to be a disciple. Look at the disciples of the New Testament, all of them martyred for their faith, persecuted for their faith. You don't think persecution's ever going to show up here in the United States of America? Hold on. I, I, I promise you, if you haven't experienced it yet, you're, you're going to. The Bible, matter of fact, Jesus even said, if they did it to me, <laughs> they're going to do it to you. If they treated me this way, Jesus said, they're going to treat you this way. And Jesus was perfect. He did it exactly right. Friends, don't get mixed up in your theology. There is suffering all throughout the scriptures. Now, I'm not suggesting that, that, that we, we ought to live down in the dumps and down in the dirt because one day in, in moments that we're going to have trials and tribulation. No, the Bible says when these things happen, look up for your redemption is drawing near. So be encouraged. You're going to make it. That's the ultimate, is that God says you'll make it. Friends, God didn't just put you on this earth to make money and to retire. No, God's got bigger plans for you. He wants to teach you how to love, how to serve, how to give, how to sacrifice. 1 Corinthians 9.25, <clears throat> I love this passage of scripture. I, ever since I was a little boy, I used to love this one. All athletes practice strict self-control. Everybody say self-control. Right? They were eating right. They were exercising. Think about the bowl games, if I can, for just 30 seconds, because I can't talk very long about it emotionally. But do you know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Over the last number of, of, of months, <clears throat> I've watched a lot of Michigan games with my dad, and my mom will come in often and, and watch with us, and she screams louder than any of us in the room, and I just wanted to say, she is as sweet and not nice and kind and just soft-spoken as she is. Uh, at one point, uh, her Apple Watch went off and said, have you been in an accident? Are you okay? Because something happened with her. I don't know if it, blood was pumping. Go blue! Now, for as much as you in this room might be a particular fan of a particular football program, whatever that might be, and, and, and 
all year long anticipated these bowl games. I mean, you waited with anticipation. Can I just tell you, as mad as you were uh, or, or as excited as you were about the outcome, can I just let you know, none of you that I know of missed a meal over it. None of you were working out in the gym with all those guys. None of you guys were learning all the plays. Can I just tell you, it was the little, and, and I say these little guys, these young men. I mean, they're, every time I look, these college players look younger and younger to me. I don't know if that's just me getting old or what's happening, but these kids look like they're 10 years old, some of them. But I'm, 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 I'm so enthusiastic and, and I'm with such anticipation. And do you know, this is for what the Bible says is a temporary prize. They're, guess what? This year they're going to crown a national champion. And, and it'll be next week, Monday next week. But do you know what? Next year they're going to crown another one. <laughs> and more than likely it'll be a different one. Think about this. Here's what the Bible says. Let me keep reading. All the athletes practice with strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will what? Fade away. Man, that's got to be disappointing for guys who have worked almost their whole life to get that prize. But so many professional athletes get to the pinnacle of their career, the top of their success, the, the win the Super Bowl or whatever, and then the next news you hear, they're, they're uh, attempting suicide. Because they thought that the prize was really the prize. And it's not. They found out. It says, but we, everybody say we. We do it for an eternal prize. Now, if those guys who are as awesome as those football players are, can work, I mean, night and day. They're constantly in the gym. They're always regimented. They're eating right. They're, they're, they got all the, the, the special athletic uh, trainers around them to teach them, to show them exactly how to do it. And they work so hard for a prize that will fade. How much more should we as the people of God be working so diligently, putting our hand to the plow, being kingdom builders, God's calling us. He says this, so, because of that, so I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. Third, I don't even know if I'm going to get through five. I shouldn't, they, one thing that they say public speakers should never do is tell how many points you have because then you let on to, well, wait a minute, what about four and five? Well, we may not get there. We'll see. Number three, Number three, encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. This means to maintain hope and confidence and courage, to motivate, to take action. Can I, I just bring you back to a tragic passage of Scripture. It's here in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And if you remember, uh, the Amalekites had just captured the Israelite families and burned their homes. This was a, a, a war-torn situation. And now here David and all these mighty men, these valiant warriors, these soldiers who are out on the battlefield have now returned back to find their homes ruined and destroyed and their families, their wives and their children are, are kidnapped by the enemy. Here's what it says. And David was greatly distressed. Everybody say greatly distressed. Let me stop and say this in 2022. I know some of you were greatly distressed. 
you've undergone uh, uh, surgical procedures, you've, you've dealt with the loss. Some of you have dealt with tragic loss this last year. Some of you have gone through marital crisis, financial ruin. Some of you have lost your jobs. I want you to understand you're in good company. David, one of the great men of God, was greatly distressed. He knows what it's like. And here's what he said in the middle of the great distress. For the people spoke of stoning him. By the way, let's stop and say this. When you're greatly distressed, most of the time it's people aren't trying to stone you. (laughs) I'm talking to some that are in the 70s. There's a difference between the stoning in the Bible and the kind of stoning that you... Anyway, I just had to say that. There's too many 70s people in here. I just need to make sure I clarify. Okay. (laughs) The people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul. By the way, that's what happens. That's what's happening in our nation right now. I just want you to know the nation that is united, one nation under God, has become a divided nation. And what's happening is we become bitter in soul toward one another. It's something we need to pray about in 2023. We have to deal with our own hearts in this matter. If we're going to win the world, we've got to love the world. All right, I, I could go longer, but I'm going to stop right there for that. They were bitter in soul for each of his sons and daughters that had been taken. But David, here's what he did. Strengthened himself, another translation says encouraged himself, in the Lord his God. Can I just tell you, I... I've been there at times where I'm discouraged. I've been there at times under great distress. I've been there at times where I'm lonely or going through something and and you, you just feel like you're alone in the world. Can I just tell you, you can't always look to others to encourage you. It's great. I love our pastors and our elders and and our deacons and those who serve in leadership here. And I thank God for uh, so many spiritual leaders in this house. And I thank God for so many who've received words of encouragement, words of prayer, words of affirmation and spiritual encouragement throughout this last year when you go through difficulty. But can I just let you know, don't wait for someone else to bring the encouraging word before you do what David did and begin to encourage yourself. Not you can do it, you can make it, self-will. I'm talking about God, you can do it. God, you did it before, you can do it again. God, I know you have the power, you have the strength, you have the ability, you have the love to get me through. God, I've got proof, a lifelong list of proof that you did it before, you can do it again. And God's trying to encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you need to listen carefully to what you're listening to and watch what you're watching. Because when you're discouraged, you just kind of, you get comfortable and you just sit and you just soak and you begin to soak in a lot of stuff that's not really good for your system. And you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. You encourage yourself in the Lord. Everybody has setbacks. Everybody goes through trials. The only way you succeed during the short-term setbacks is to let God encourage you. Keeping God's goals 
the progressive achievement of God's goals in God's time, right? And when you fall, because, right, the Bible even says, though the righteous fall, so even the righteous can fall. He says, get back up again. Don't call it failure. Call it an education. Learn from it. Don't waste the education. Listen, if you tried 99 things, try 100 things. <laughs> and if you, if you see those problems, not as obstacles, but as opportunities, God can trust you with. Let me say that again. If you'll stop seeing all of those problems and setbacks as obstacles and begin to see them as opportunities. You know, we all want miracles. We've talked about it just a few moments ago. We want miracles of healing. We just don't want to get sick. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you, you can't get healed until you get sick. And so if you're sick and you need healing, that's where the miracle comes. When you've done all you can do, when you've, you've, you've stood all you can, the Bible says, Stand, therefore. After you've done all to stand, stand firm. Right? We don't want to have a financial crisis, but we do want a financial miracle. I'm just telling you, friends, those tests truly become testimonies if we'll see them as opportunities and not just as obstacles. Start with little goals that can motivate you spiritually. I, I just <clears throat> had mentioned one of our dear members and one of my dear friends, Don Gulledge, a moment ago, who's watching and <clears throat> had battled cancer for 10 plus years, uh, and, and God has helped him through, and he's seen remission on the other side of it, and now has had to have a, a open heart surgery just uh, recently. And I can just tell you, um, and he could he could uh, attest to this, and those of you who have been through surgery know what I'm talking about, that after surgery, the first thing they want you to do in recovery is just like put one foot in front of the other. They don't ask you to get up from surgery, you know, I, when, when you've been under anesthesia and, you know, you wake up and then they want you to run a marathon. The first thing they want you to do is just, put, just sit up. <laughs> Can you sit up in bed? Can you eat a few uh, solid foods? Let's see how you do with your first few steps. Can you take a few steps? Good, great job. Putting one foot in front of the other, and for some of you in this room, you've undergone the kind of surgical procedures that have required every ounce of your strength emotionally, relationally, financially, and even spiritually, but can I just tell you, God's calling you to take those faith steps and just put one foot in front of the other, just one. Just one at a time. That's all he's asking. Just take one more step of faith. One more step. Friends, you need to take steps of faith. And all of us want to be spiritual giants and spiritual heroes. But we have to take spiritual steps of faith. And if I can quote an Alabama coach. One play at a time. Just do your assignment. Don't worry about anybody else's assignment. <laughs> Stop worrying about everybody else's assignment that you see them failing at on social media. Can I just tell you, worry about your own assignment and let God carry you through 2023. Amen. Would the worship team come as we prepare to close? Success isn't one big leap, it's many small 
steps. So we must encourage ourselves in the Lord. Why? Why? So we could just feel encouraged? No. The Bible says we ought to encourage one another with those things that we've been encouraged by. Matter of fact, that's the proof that church is not just for you to show up for yourself. Yes, it's good to be trained and encouraged, and it's great to worship the Lord corporately, and it's biblical. But do you know one of the main reasons to show up at church is so that you can encourage somebody else? Did you know that? Matter of fact, on your way to church, my hope would be that you could pray on your way as you're driving in the car, as you're getting ready to come to church, Lord, give me a smile of encouragement for somebody. Give me a handshake of encouragement to somebody. Let me bless somebody today. I know sometimes we come in dragging from the week and and all of the weariness and and we go, oh, Lord, send somebody to encourage me. (laughs) Lord, send somebody to give me a smile and a handshake. But can I just tell you, if all of us are waiting for a handout, we all miss it. Why don't we be the first hand up to say, man, I want to encourage you today with this. I want to challenge you. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says it like this, therefore encourage one another, build one another up. Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it's still called today. He's saying find ways to be an encourager. Look, if it's like 9.30 at night, find a way. Like you didn't encourage anybody all day long and it's 9.30 at night, it's still not too late. As long as it's still called today, encourage somebody. Encourage your spouse, encourage your kids, encourage your grandkids. Tell them they can make it. Tell them they can do it. Encourage one another. Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His might. It's one thing for me to tell you to be strong, but I know we're weak sometimes. It's one thing for me to say, hey, have strength in yourself. And that's great. And sometimes we feel like we do have the strength to muster up. But that's not what I'm encouraging you to do in 2023. I'm encouraging you to be strong in the Lord. I'm encouraging you to have strength in His might. Find strength in his might. God gives me the hope to keep moving, the hope to endure, the hope to persist, to have goals beyond my ability, to dream beyond my dreams. Do you know it's really bad not to have a goal? And and I don't know how you feel about New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff, but I would encourage you to set out New Year's resolutions or goals, steps to achieve them. I think it's important. I think it's biblical. But do you know in Job, it says it like this, Job chapter 6, verse 11. He says, I don't have the strength to endure. I don't have a goal that encourages me to carry on. Look at that. You have no goals, then you have no sense of purpose, right? You run out of desire because you ran out of dream. I'm encouraging you. Have a dream that that's you're passionate about and and the goals and the the steps to achieve it and all that's great if you eat right and you you ought to eat right you ought to exercise you ought to drink plenty of water you ought to get enough sleep you you ought to do all the things to help you know read to help make your mind strong and you ought to be creative and all that God's gifted you with and put your hands to work so that something can prosper make something of your life in 2023 all that is great but can I just tell you all that it's going to fade away. 
all the accomplishments. You can't bring those accomplishments with you to heaven. But you know what you do bring with you to heaven is your character. Who God made you to become. If you become what God made you to be, set out spiritual goals. Work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. What's God calling you to do in 2023? To mentor somebody spiritually? To pull somebody in a little closer and to to call them up and pray for them? Maybe it's to read the Bible all the way through in a a full year. Maybe it's to to witness to people, to your neighbors or to your friends or to your, I don't know, those in your sphere of influence. What has God called you to do? Something spiritual, something that'll last for eternity. To tithe, to give, to support the mission around the world, to be a kingdom builder. I don't know what it is, but friends, I, I, can, I promise you this. Your goals pale in comparison to the eternal goals God's got set out for you. And he's calling you to dream again. He's calling you to work out your salvation. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much that we've heard and received your word. And now, God, I pray that you would do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. Would you begin to write your story in our heart? And Lord, I pray that you begin to turn that test into a testimony. If you just keep your heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment, there may be some in this room, you'd say, Mark, I need Jesus to come into my life. I need to make him Lord and Savior of every area. Now listen, friends, those watching online or those in the building, listen, I want you to know, giving just a part of your heart to God is not true sacrifice. Some of us are 20-year Christians and we're still stuck at just the conversion level. But it's time to move from conversion to disciple. And for those of you in this room who've never made Jesus truly Lord of every area of your life, I want to encourage you and challenge you. This is your year to make a change, to let the Lord be Lord of your life. And if that's you, whether you're a first-time decision maker to say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ and make him Lord of every area, or maybe it's you that say, man, I've been trying to walk this walk of faith, but I've stumbled and fallen and I need forgiveness. Or if it's you that have said, I'm still stuck at the early conversion stages and I need to set forth to be a disciple, a true disciple, a follower, a sacrificial follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever category you fit in, I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to pray on the first day of 2023 to believe God with you that everything will change. All things have been made new today. If you'll let God in, just let him in. I'm not here to embarrass you. It's not my heart to judge you. But what I do want you to do is invite you into this prayer. And if you want to be included in this closing prayer, would you just simply slip up your hand, acknowledging by the uplifted hand, Mark, that's me. Pray for me. Include me in the prayer right now. Come on. All over this house and those watching online, yes, God bless you. In the balcony, yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you over here on the main floor. God bless you. Yes, yes. God bless you. I'm just scanning the audience. Anybody else, that's you today. God sees your hand, which is more important than me seeing your hand. God sees you today. God bless you. Yes, God bless you in the back. Yes. You can put your hands down. 
probably eight or so hands that went up, maybe even more that you haven't yet stepped across the line, but you're a seeker and you desire to know more. I'm here with you. We want to see you grow in 2023 spiritually. Here's what I want to do. I want us to to simply pray this prayer together. All of us in this room, especially you who lifted your hands, say this out loud with me and just speak it to the Lord as we live in faith. Say this to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I repent for all I've done wrong. I believe that you died and rose again for me. I make you Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing me. I choose to trust you with every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you just stand up with us? Come on, stand up all over this house and give God praise and thank God for who he is and what he's done. Come on, we believe for miracles.